This is Dina Weiss on Parashat Kitisa, Carrying and Carrying On. This week's Parsha is primarily about trauma. The trauma of the betrayal that was the construction of the golden calf, and the trauma of the destruction of the tablets that was the result. But this week's Parsha is also about how to respond to trauma, and how to encounter and support brokenness. In Dvarim, Moshe narrates his own version of bringing down the first set of Luchot, the tablets, and breaking them. His description details exactly how he held the Luchot in his arms. Va'ifen va'ered minahar, v'hahar bo'er ba'ish, u'shnei Luchot ha'brit al shtei yadai. Va'ere, v'hinei chatatem l'adonai Elohechem. Asitem lachem ego masecha, sarta maher min haderech asher tiva donayetchem, vaet post bishne haluchot, vashlichem me al shutea dai, vashabarem leinechem. So I turned and went down the mountain. While the mountain was ablaze, the two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. Then I saw you had indeed sinned against the Lord your God. By casting for yourselves an image of a calf, you have been quick to turn from the way that the Lord had commanded you. So I took hold of the two tablets and flung them from my two hands, smashing them before your eyes. In the scene that Moshe depicts, he makes very clear that he is holding the two luchot in his two arms, one tablet per arm, and carrying them carefully down the mountain. After he breaks them, God instructs Moshe to make new tablets, which are to be exactly the same as the first. And that time the Lord said to me, Carve out two tablets of stone, like the first ones, Karishonim, and come up to me on the mountain and make an ark of wood. I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you smashed, and you shall put them in the ark. God's instructions are also very specific, and he demands that these second replacement tablets are to be Karishonim, exactly like the first ones. Yet, when Moshe describes how he carried the second tablets that he made, he no longer places them one in each of his two arms, but instead holds them both in one arm. Va'as aron atzeishitim, va'efsol shnei luchot avanim karishonim, va'al hahara u'shnei haluchot biyadi. So I made an ark of acacia wood, cut two tablets of stone, like the former ones, and went up the mountain with the two tablets in my hand. While this detail might appear small and subtle, it is deliberate. This careful description stands in contrast with the way the carrying of the Luchot is described by the Torah initially, in Sefer Shemot. When the omniscient narrator writes about the way that Moshe carried the first and second Luchot in our Parsha, it does not distinguish between two-handed and single-handed carrying. But when Moshe himself retells the story in Sefer Dvarim, choosing his own emphasis and crafting his descriptions, 
he chooses to highlight this component. Moshe wants to draw attention to the fact that he was carrying the luchot and also wants to demonstrate exactly how he was carrying them. Moshe wants to teach a lesson about carrying. The first tablets which Moshe broke at the foot of the mountain were not discarded. In fact, according to Talmudic tradition, the rubble of the first tablets was treasured and kept alongside the second tablets inside the Aron. Detani Rav Yosef, Asher Shibarta Visamtam, as Rav Yosef teaches, which you smashed, and you shall put them in the ark, teaches that the luchot and the shards of the luchot were placed in the ark. The first luchot are not discarded, neither are they fixed. They are to remain forever broken, and they are recognized as valuable, as worth keeping in their broken state. If any being could turn back time and restore the luchot, it would be God, who heals the sick and revives the dead. But here, God chooses not to restore. Instead of telling Moshe to fix the broken tablets, God tells Moshe to hold on to them, to carry them. The first lesson to be learned from the way that Moshe carried is actually a lesson derived from this choice that God makes. God does not promise Moshe that he is going to fix what is broken. He doesn't provide Moshe with instructions to fix the tablets either. Instead, God says, these tablets are broken. This is what they are now. Your obligation to them is to carry them. Often, when we are confronted with difficult situations and the people who are suffering through them, our first inclination is to try and resolve the problem. We want to troubleshoot, provide advice, go back to the source and address the issue. God's choice to keep the luchot broken teaches us that sometimes the right path is simply to acknowledge when things are broken, to look at the pain and to suffer with those who are suffering. Sometimes the right approach is to leave things as they are to listen instead of to speak, to hold rather than to fix. This approach is particularly critical for three reasons. First, even when we're able to fix the problem, even when we know exactly what to do and how to help, we need to acknowledge the brokenness first. The shattering itself is traumatic, even if the brokenness is later made whole. Second, when we don't rush in to fix the problem ourselves, we create the space and the opportunity for the person who is suffering to resolve their own issues. When we're silent but affirming, we can say, what are you going to do about it? And how can I support you? Instead of, this is clearly too much for you, I'll take care of it. Not only did God not restore the original Luchot, he told Moshe to make the replacement luchot himself. God said to Moshe, Craft for yourself two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. 
Indeed, Moshe does construct the second tablets, and when he comes down with the finished product, he is literally beaming. The final reason why cultivating a more hands-off approach is critical is that more often than we might like to admit, we aren't qualified to fix the problems with which we are presented. We need to train ourselves in holding, in being present, and being attentive, so that when the time inevitably comes, when holding is all that we can do, we will do it well and appreciate its value. Because the second lesson that Moshe's carrying teaches us is that carrying itself expands our capacity to carry. The heart is a muscle. Emotional muscles work like physical muscles. The more you use them, the stronger they become. When Moshe first carried the Luchot, they were so heavy. He could barely hold one tablet in one hand. However, the second time Moshe carried the Luchot, he was able to carry them both in just one hand. And he carried them in one hand because that freed the other arm to hold the broken Luchot. His need to carry, his experience with carrying, expanded his capacity to carry. The weight of both sets of tablets were identical, but as Moshe bore their weight, carrying them up and down the mountain, his strength increased, and he was able to carry more with more ease. Before the catastrophe, Moshe didn't know that he would be able to carry twice the weight of the Luchot. But once he knew that he had to, he discovered that he could. In fact, the main purpose of the Aron, the reason why God instructed that it had to be built right before Moshe came up the mountain to have the second tablets inscribed, was for the purpose of carrying the first tablets, not the second. It is the first tablets, the ones which have crumbled, that Moshe needs to provide for. The Aron is not only for the tablets which are still intact, it is also for the ones which are no longer legible. The Aron is for both sets of tablets, the whole and the broken. These broken pieces, which serve as a painful reminder of a catastrophe that almost severed the covenant between the Jewish people and God, are placed in the center of the Ark of the Covenant. The image of the two sets of tablets residing next to one another in close proximity is what it looks like to be in community. Every person who is near you is broken in some ways and whole in others. We all need to be carried sometimes and sometimes we need to carry others. Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer developed the idea that in fact, not only was Moshe carrying the Luchot, the Luchot were carrying him. Lakach Moshe taluchot v'haya yored, v'hayu hachtuvin sovlin et atzman, v'yet Moshe iman, v'chesherau et hatupim v'et hamecholot v'et ha'egel, barchu hachtuvim u'parchu min haluchot, v'nemtu'u chavedin al yedei Moshe, v'lo yachol Moshe lisbol et atzmo, v'lo et haluchot, v'hishlichan miyadav v'nishtabru. Moshe took the tablets and descended. The words would carry the tablets themselves and Moshe with them. And when they saw the drums, the dancing, and the golden calf, the words ran away and flew off of the tablets. 
which were then heavy in Moshe's arms. And Moshe could not bear them, so he cast them out of his hands, and they were broken. Before they were broken, the Luchot carried themselves. And after they were broken, they needed to be carried. Before the tablets were broken, Moshe was lifted up by the tablets themselves. And after they were shattered by the betrayal of the golden calf, Moshe carried the stones that once carried him. This is the last lesson of carrying. It is a task that is designed to be shared. No person can always expect to be borne by others. And equally critical, no person should think that it is their responsibility to always be the one who carries and carries alone. When you are whole, you must carry others. And when you are broken, you must let others carry you. Moshe himself, the leader of the people and the teacher of the law, had times in his life when he was carried. Times in his life when he said, I'm not sure I can carry anymore. This is expressed in the structure of the Aron itself. The Aron was carried by the Levium directly and therefore was built with beams in its side for this purpose. And of all of the Mishkan's furnishings, the Aron alone could not have its beams removed. This is because the object that does the most carrying needs to be reminded that it too can and will be carried. Our parasha, Kitisa, opens with the instruction for Moshe to count the people by means of the machatit hashekel, half of a shekel coin. The term Kitisa can be translated literally as when you lift or when you carry. Perhaps it is an acknowledgement of what it means to shoulder the burden of the broken that our parasha is so named. Perhaps it is the reason why everyone, no matter how rich or poor, how full or empty, how broken or recovered, pays the same half shekel. Because everyone is always just half a shekel. Everyone has the need to be carried, and everyone will have a time when they are called upon to lift up someone else. And after all of these half shekels were collected, the coins were melted down to form the adanim, the sockets which together held and supported the structure of the Mishkan. Wishing you a Shabbat of holding and being held. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debray Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.